Few people know that in the 50s, Brighton's most infamous criminal mastermind was married to a war hero. Now, for the first time ever, we hear from the horse's mouth what happened when the honeymoon was over. But first, we're off to Brighton to switch on the Christmas lights. <laughs> Christmas once more, and that 1957 is drawing to a close. <laughs> it gives me great pleasure on this beautiful Christmas Eve to be here in Castle Square to switch on the lights. Inspector. Fire! There's a fire in the pavilion. Palmyra! Palmyra! I'm coming! Fire! Does anyone want these lights turn on or not? Oh, that's just typical. The Christmas of Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss. You probably don't remember the fire in the Brighton Pavilion in 1957. It's not the famous one that they talk about now when they show you around, but I remember it all right. Christmas 1957 was memorable for a lot of firsts. The Queen's first Christmas broadcast, the first fire at the pavilion, and my first Christmas married to Captain Hoagland, formerly of the Royal Engineers. Now, how does this go on? Despite my marriage, I was still working at the police station, masquerading as a cheerful Cockney charlady. Over the ears. And keeping an eye on Inspector Steen. Ow! The inspector had only volunteered to be Father Christmas at Annington's, the big department store. This thing back to front. Which was a bit of a puzzler to the rest of us, seeing as how he hated kids. Oh, it's you, Hogan. Hello, Inspector. Well, what do you think? Very smart. Let me guess. Um, Father Christmas? Well, yes. As for me and Hoagie, well, of course it was early days. I, I just wondered if you could help me, Inspector. You see, I want to buy Palmyra something really special for Christmas. Hmm. And all I've got so far is a Pericomo long-playing record and a box of Orchard Creams. That was my hoagie all over. Always trying to make me happy. I remember he said to me, Palmyra, damn this here old. I just want to share whatever Christmas you normally have, my darling. Oh, damn this coccyx. And I said, all right, dear, that'll be lovely. And then I thought about all the Christmases I'd had since the war. And I felt, well... I just felt I didn't want to tell him about them, that's all. Oh, the thing is, Christmas meant different things to me and my hoagie, didn't it? Listen, listen to this. This'll explain everything. When we heard that Queen Elizabeth herself would be broadcasting on the telly on Christmas Day for the very first time in the history of the world, do you know what my hoagie's first thought was? I must polish my medals, Palmyra. Whereas my first reaction had been to rub me hands. Imagine, the old country gathered in their front parlour around the telly. Oh, it's a gift. A sort of burglar's charter. Jimmy up the back window, out through the front door, lift the precious old clock on the way, and nobody none the wiser. Oh, don't get me wrong. I loved my hoagie. I loved him with all my heart. And he loved me too. I was in love with a really good man. It made me really, really happy. Oh, uh, I'm confused, Mrs. G. I, I thought his goodness was the reason you loved him in the first place. It was. 
It is. I do love him for being an hero and having medals An and... awful lot of medals. Oh, those bleeding medals. <gasps> Sorry, dear, but those medals of his don't half give me the pip sometimes. Well, I must say, I don't understand. Do you wish he weren't a good person who had saved countless lives? Oh, no. It's just he makes me feel so... So what? So young? So alive? So ruddy worthless, dear. Oh, I see. This is where you're supposed to say that I'm just being silly, dear. Well, yes, but you're a rotten self-serving criminal, Mrs Grimes. Dear, who are you calling rotten? I meant brilliant. That's more like it. You're a brilliant self-serving criminal, and your criminality, however brilliant it happens to be, is bound to fall like a shadow between you and the heroic Captain Hoagland. They've only asked him to switch on the Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. Gosh, I suppose that rubs it in a bit. You're telling me. But doesn't the inspector usually switch on the lights? I I mean, the inspector is the most famous man in Brighton, isn't he, with the broadcasts and so on? Well, not this year. Hoagie saved the town from a big, old, unexploded mine, don't forget. That trumps a bit of pontificating on the home surface. (laughs) Yes. Gosh, and it does explain a few things. Oh, no. Now, the trouble with Constable Twitten was that he was a bit too keen on psychology. And I'll be honest about this. It was incredibly annoying. I wonder if that's why Inspector Steen volunteered to be Father Christmas. Oh, stop it. No, really. He hates children. I bet it's because the Inspector is secretly jealous of Captain Hoagland. You must have noticed he's been very strange recently, whenever Captain Hoagland was around. Oh, the Inspector's coming, Mrs G. So? Cups of tea? Cups of tea. Good idea. All this standard round jawing won't get Dasher and Dancer and Donner and Blitzer off the bleeding runway now, will it, dear? <laughs> no, Mrs. G, it won't. <laughs> and that's enough, Brunswick. Ah, Mrs. Groynes. Oh. Uh, cup of tea, dears. Oh, yes, please. Twitten, <laughs> sir. Have you had the latest, Twitten? Huh? He only wants to be an elf now. Oh. Oh. In my grotto. Oh, he loves to go undercover, don't you, dear? Yeah. You should let him, Inspector. Oh, thanks, Mrs. G. An elf, you say? Well, you'd look lovely in them pointy ears. It's not for the pointy ears. Oh, yes, it is. You see me in my beard and costume and you just can't stand it. That's not it, sir. It isn't. It's... It's because there's been a... A crime. Oh, God. What crime? Look, two nights ago, sir, there was a daring duel robbery at Hannington's. Oh, that's the first I've heard about. Two lumps, Inspector. Oh, yes, please. It was a diamond. Thank you, Mrs. Crichton. That looks lovely. Sorry, Brunswick, go on. A a diamond bracelet. A diamond bracelet. Oh, I heard about that. Did you? It was jolly valuable. Who do you think took it, sir? Well, I've been digging around. It seems that just before 11pm on Tuesday evening, a person, as yet unknown, forced a window at the rear of the property. They proceeded up the stairs to the third floor, to the office where the safe is kept. They opened the safe. Then they left a note saying, apologies for any inconvenience. And then the bracelet disappeared! You know, I have my informant, sir, in the criminal underworld. Yes, I do, and I've told you before about fraternising with those dishonest people. They all came back with the same answer, sir, concerning the missing bracelet. Which is? 
It's a mystery. Oh, good. That's a relief. Very nice cup of tea, this, Mrs. G. Yeah, but, but this bracelet, dear, it can't just disappear. Well, here's the thing. I've approached every fence in Brighton. <laughs> Our fence is a person who handles stolen goods. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. It's just the image. No one's seen that bracelet, sir. No one knows who stole it. Golly. I don't get it at all. It's got to be an inside job. But there's no one in Annington's that I've ever... Garibaldi, Inspector. Oh, if we just pose as an elf, sir, in your oh. grotto, it's the perfect chance to observe without being observed. He's only right, dear. I would do it without the ears, sir, if that would make you believe that it's not about the ears, sir. <coughs> oh. I'm enjoying being Father Christmas, sir. I must say it's jolly good of you. Even a bit out of character. Uh, yes and no, Twitten. There are two things, really. First, your husband is always lurking about Mrs. Groins. Is he? Yes. Ooh, does that disturb you, sir? Oh. Disturb me? What are you getting at? Do you imagine he's watching you, sir, or...? What? Look, he's probably Christmas shopping like everyone else. But, uh... Carry on, dear. You said there were two things. How are the kiddies, dear? <laughs> There's the rub, you see. That's the second thing. They're swine. Oh, oh sir. sir! No, 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 I'm not exaggerating. Absolute swine. They grab at the parcels, take things from the wrong pile. What do you mean, the wrong pile? I've got a system. Parcels for girls under five, five to eight, so on. I mean, they grab parcels from the wrong pile. That must be quite annoying, sir. And then they not only rip the parcels open in the shop instead of waiting until Christmas Day, they criticise the gifts. They're only paying a shilling. What do they expect, a Sputnik? <laughs> I could help keep in order, if I were an elf, sir. I'm not listening. <sighs> and now, <clears throat> it's back to work we go. And I'm off out myself, dears. I've got a date with my hubby. Oh, wait for me. A diamond bracelet, sir. No. A clever thief. No, I'm not listening, Grumpwick. Oh. It had always been hard for Sergeant Brunswick, working for an inspector who was interested in the law but didn't want to know about crime. Oh, the times he got shot. The times I dressed his wounds. Of course, what I didn't know as I rushed off to see my hoagie was that I was abandoning him to a different kind of danger. The sort with wounds you can't dress afterwards. I think it's jolly unfair, sir. You'd make a marvellous elf. Oh, I love Christmas, don't you, sir? What, me? Not likely. <laughs> I hate Christmas. No, not really, <laughs> sir. I don't know why, I just do. <laughs> I hate to intrude, sir, but did anything horrible ever happen to you at Christmas? Horrible? How do you mean? Well, uh, oh, I know. Um, did you perhaps ask for a teddy bear one year and get a wooden toy instead? Nah. Or perhaps uh, once on Christmas Eve you, you woke up at the wrong moment and saw your father hanging the stocking at the end of your bed and, and you realised Father Christmas didn't really exist? Think, sir. It, it might be something like that. Not this again. I'm only trying to help, sir. Everyone should like Christmas, sir. <sighs> well, let's have a think. Well, the day my mum left us that was Christmas Day, of course. What? But she was bound to do it at some time, so don't go making anything of it, all right? I know what you're like. But, but on Christmas Day, Look, sir. it's not what you're thinking. You remember how my dad had died of that heart attack? Yes. When, when my brother and me had buried him in the sand at the seaside. Yes, Bogner, 1925, I'll never forget. Your mother shouting, You killed you him! You killed him! You killed him! That's right! 
Well, after that, it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? You've got to see it from her point of view. But on Christmas Day, sir... She tried to make it all right for us. <laughs> when we got up on that Christmas morning... <laughs> blimey, you've got to laugh. <laughs> we, we didn't suspect a flaming thing. Right up to Christmas Eve, we thought it was going to be like a normal Christmas, bless her. We heard her wrapping parcels and all that. Perhaps she was packing to leave. Oh. Anyway, on Christmas Eve, she hung up the stockings on the ends of our beds. Oh, dear. We went to sleep. And then on Christmas morning, oh, no. I said to little Charlie, let's see what's in our stockings. <laughs> what was in them? Nothing. Oh, sir. <laughs> we went to the scullery, no food anywhere. Where's Mum? Charlie kept saying. Where's Mum? I'll never forget his little face. <laughs> Where's Mum? And then, of course, five days later, the door was bashed in and the blokes from the parish took us in and separated us. I never saw Charlie again. <laughs> but I don't remember anything about a wooden toy instead of a teddy bear. Sir, I'm, I'm so sorry I asked you. On Christmas Day... And, actually, when I was in the boys' home... Oh, no, no, don't. No, no, it's all right. No, there was this real kerfuffle at Christmas once. I was, what, 12? And I'd stolen a bit of pie, you see. Just a little bit of rabbit pie. And this other kid got the blame and got expelled. Oh, sir. It's just the sort of thing that happens to it. And I geared myself up to confess, but I was too late. And this other kid... Uh, what was his name? Arthur something. Arthur, go lightly, that was it. Out he went, no coat, nothing. Was it snowing? Yeah, it was, yeah, quite heavily. Where was the boy's home? It, it, it wasn't on a moor. On a moor, yes. You must be terribly affected by all this, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, twin, I'm absolutely sure I never woke up and found out that Father Christmas was really my dad. So, bang goes that little theory, eh? While all this was going on, I was strolling along the seafront with my happy. I think I can smell snow in the air. With the constable's words, especially self-serving and rotten, still ringing in my ears. What if the constable was right about this shadow thing? I so want this to be a wonderful, perfect Christmas for us, Palmera. You can't imagine how good I feel just holding your hand. Palmera, dear. Yes? There's something I need to tell you, and I don't know where to start. Really, dear? Is it important? I, I bet it isn't important. Not really. I feel it's casting a shadow between us. Oh, no. Why do you say that? I, I'm sure it isn't. Shadow, indeed. Look, tell me about your best Christmas ever. Go on. Was it down an hole, dear? <laughs> yeah. I bet it was down a big, dark, dangerous hole with something nasty and German ticking at the bottom of it. <laughs> Am I right? It was down a big, dark, dangerous hole. I knew it. <laughs> yes. A back garden in Woolwich. Christmas Day, 1944. A tricky V2, in actual fact. The men were marvellous. It took us six hours. We were blue with cold at the end of it. Uh, it was after that the men started calling me Hoagie. Oh. What is it? Oh, 
होगी But that's just a lie you've been telling yourself, sir. Every day, when you put on your uniform and do up the shiny buttons and look at yourself in a mirror and think, I am Sergeant Brunswick, part of you is having to say to yourself, what happened to Arthur Golightly wasn't my fault. Otherwise, Sergeant Brunswick with all these buttons wouldn't even exist. It's fascinating, really, sir, the way the mind works. But it wasn't my fault! That's right. That's the lie, sir. But it wasn't my fault! Mm. It wasn't! Mm. You know how sometimes, looking back, you suddenly see where everything went wrong? Well, what I want to know is, why the hell did any of us listen to Constable Bleeding Cleverclogs twitting? But he was right about one thing. The inspector wasn't an actual Father Christmas. Listen, listen to me. I am Father Christmas. I am Father Christmas and I will have order! Oh. What that Father Christmas needed was an elf. It was obvious he couldn't cope on his own. Savages! Oh, help! The only trouble was, thanks to Constable Twitten, by the time he got made an elf, the sergeant was hardly in the mood to enjoy it. I knew you'd look ridiculous in those ears. Really, sir? Green isn't really your colour either, is it? There were just a few days to go till the big day now. And I don't mind admitting, the inspector wasn't the only one in trouble. I need a bit of advice, dear. From me, Mrs G? I know. Gosh. I keep thinking of what I said to you about my hoagie's medals. What I let slip. Oh, yes, those bleeding medals. Yes, dear. Actually, I had an idea about that. I thought, how about for Christmas, you gave him a bally nice glass display case for his medals? Is this psychology in action, dear? Well, yes, yeah, sort of. You see, that would show him how much you love him. I mean, that's what Christmas is so good for, isn't it? To make gestures. And this gesture will say you love even the part of him, the bally hero, that makes you feel pathetically inadequate, and rightly so, in my opinion. Not that that's relevant. Anyway, a glass display case. What do you think? It pains me to say it, but that's a very nice idea. Is it? You're not angry? Not a bit. I'll do it. Oh, Good. And I know just the place to get it and all. What time does the museum close? I'll call Vince to meet me there at 11 with a ladder. Um, right, just one, um... Out with it, dear. Well, 
part of the gesture, you see, might be that you bought it rather than stole it. Really? No. Good. The only trouble is, being nice to Captain Hoagland about his medals doesn't quite solve the underlying problem, does it? Oh, not that bleeding shadow, dear. I'm afraid so. Oh, come on, Mrs G, admit <sighs> it. What's the captain's favourite film? It's A Wonderful Life, dear. And what's yours? Rafifi. It's about a jewel robbery. There. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It's just I've been thinking about what you said, and I know he's fully aware that you're this brilliant, self-serving master criminal and everything. Look, but... he's never asked me to give it up, dear. He seems proud of me, if anything. No, but he wouldn't ask you to give it up, would he? Captain Hoagland is too nice to say anything. He's just so bally nice and well-bred and posh and noble. And he went to Winchester. And he even allows you to address him by a precious nickname given to him by his adoring men. I've got to say this. It's up to you to do the right thing, Mrs G. And perhaps the right thing is to let Captain Hoagland go. Let him go, he said. I ought to let my hoagie go. Ho, ho, ho! There were just a couple of days left before Christmas. Yes. Even the constable must have been getting worried about the effect of his bleeding psychology on Sergeant Brunswick. Come to Santa's grotto and get gifts galore. I blame myself for not doing anything. But I had my own worries. And down at Annington's, things were about to take an unexpected turn in any case. Ho, 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 ho! So, all right... How's the investigation going, Brunswick? Drawn a blank, I suppose. Yes, sir. But you're right about Captain Hoagland, sir. He's here again. You see? Where is he? Outside, looking in, look. Oh, suppose he wants this job, too. Switching on the lights not enough for him, I suppose. Well, I'd like to see him do this. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Oh, oh, oh. Nothing wrong with my arm, Brunswick. Yes, step up, kiddies. It's just a shilling. Brunswick. Yes, sir. Don't take this the wrong way, but um, you couldn't cheer up a bit for the children. Do you ever hate your own buttons, sir? Of course not. What are you talking about? Oh, oh look, sir. Twitten with Captain Hoagland going into the milk bar. Oh, yes. <clears throat> ho, ho, ho! Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! Is he watching? Ho, ho, ho! I really can't be long, sir. Here we are. Frothy coffee and uh, rum barber. Oh, excellent. Thank you. I have an important Christmas gesture-related errand concerning Sergeant Brunswick. Well, don't let me keep you. Well, I spotted you. I thought I had to say... You stole that bracelet, didn't you? Uh, I, I did. I did, yes. Uh, uh, oh, God. How did you work it out? You left a note with apologies for the inconvenience at the scene of the crime? Of course, yes. Uh, well, force of habit, I suppose. I think you should give it back, sir. Oh, trust me, Constable, I have every intention of doing so. Oh, good. Well, in that case, can I ask, sir, are you aware of a sort of shadow, a big, dark, unignorable one, sir, falling between you and Mrs Groynes? Yes, of course I am. Oh, good. Well, I'd better get going. Uh, uh, look, Twitten. Uh, yes, sir? Uh, um, I, I don't know what to do, Twitten. Huh? She's just much too good for me. I know, I know. Poor Mrs Goines. I, I under... Sorry, what? She's too good for me, Twitten. She's rich, she's clever, she's successful, she's beautiful, she's amusing, she's self-made. Now look at me. Oh, damn this neck. 
I work at the Metropole as a porter. I have no money, no family, no standing. I can give her nothing except my love. How can I let her settle for a chap like me? Hang on, sir. Doesn't it worry you that she's a devious, immoral criminal whilst you're a decorated war hero? Of course not. Don't you think it might worry her? Oh, I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> Great Scott, what's so good about being a war hero in 1957? Well, I'm afraid I don't have time to argue, sir. I've got to catch my train, so... Can I just ask, what's that medal you're wearing? Well, this one? Well, I'm quite fond of this one. It's for saving the life of Vera Lynn in a blast at the Café Royal. Vera Lynn? I never heard about that. Well, it was all hushed up at the time, of course. Mm. No one was to know that she'd been in peril. Oh. But I threw myself across her, lost the hearing in my left ear for my pain, <laughs> and ended up with this gong. What? Mrs. G doesn't stand a bally chance, sir, does she? Oh, what did you do with the bracelet, sir? Why don't you give it back? I hid it within the store, Constable. Oh. I've been trying to retrieve it for days, but unfortunately the place I chose to hide it was always overrun by policemen saying, Ho, 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 ho! Back in the grotto, things weren't improving. The inspector had started to convince himself that my hubby really was after his job. Ho, 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 ho. And who's this? Where did they go? Hoagland and Twitten. Oh. And, uh, have you been a good little girl? Eh? And the sergeant was hardly the picture of joy either. Why doesn't she say anything, sir? I don't know. Do you want to try? Um, uh, hello, little girl. Was anyone ever turned out in the snow on Christmas Day because of something you did? Stop that, Brunswick. That's terrifying. Oh, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. But ho, ho, ho. Now, what's your name? Uh, look, who's the mother here? Her name's Gloria, isn't it? Ah, oh, Gloria. Yeah, what a nice name. Oh, just give her the present, Grandad. That's all she cares about, trust me. Well, if she won't tell me her age... She's but... six. Gordon Benny. Well, why didn't you say so? That pile, Brunswick. Sir... Six years old, eh? Ho, 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 ho. Stop jigging her up and down, for God's sake. She's just had 12 packets of sweet cigarettes. Madam, Father Christmas knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. He can't even put his beard on the right way round. Oh, here's a nice gift for Gloria, anyway. Well, she don't want that one, does she? She wants that goldy one down there. Gloria wants the goldy one, that's right, isn't it? Well, she can't have it. I'm, I'm afraid that one's in a different pile. What's it to you, mush? You're only an elf. Yeah. And then little Gloria's mum only lunged for the goldy parcel. Does it? Here you are, Gloria. Oh, this is outrageous. Look, if nothing else, young lady, you're supposed to keep that till Christmas Day. When well, you'll never guess what that. dropped yeah. out. What's that? Oh. The missing bracelet. It was tucked in the wrapping of that parcel. Sir, you, you can't have known. Can't have known what? That's the real reason he didn't want my Gloria to have this parcel. I bet my life on it. Here, Father Christmas was hiding stolen goods in the kiddies' parcels. What? We need the police. Someone get the police. Yes, well, as it happens. But and before he could explain he was the police, he was handcuffed by a bleeding great elf with pointy ears and frog marched to the station. And so it got to be Christmas Eve. And there was quite an atmosphere back at the ranch, I can tell you. Especially after Sergeant Brunswick had brought the inspector back here, handcuffed in costume, on suspicion of jewel theft. 
The sergeant took over Inspector Seen's duties at Annington's. Ho, 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 ho. What's your name, then? Is it Arthur? But not surprisingly, his art wasn't in it. I'll take the blooming lot, I don't care! I blame myself now for not seeing what a state the poor sergeant was in. He was even sleeping rough. But oh, good God, I was making the most difficult decision of my life. You see, my darling hubby had been acting strangely. It wasn't just my imagination. Here, they got that lovely It's a Wonderful Life on at the Prince Regent over Christmas, dear. That'd be nice. But you didn't like it, Palmyra. You prefer films involving French criminals chiselling through cement floors into jewellery shops. Oh, no, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't listen to me, Hoagie. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. I'd forget me own head if it wasn't stuck on with Haroldite. I loved It's a Wonderful Life. Lulu's Petals... What was it? Zuzu's Petals. Yeah, all right, Zuzu's Flaming Petals. I thought you loved it. That's the point, dear. Palmyra, I can't ask you to love It's a Wonderful Life just for my sake, can I? Oh, damn this arm! Hoagie! And stop calling me that. It doesn't feel right anymore. What do you mean? What's happened? Just stop calling me Hoagie. I wish no one had ever called me that. Just idiotic name. But Hoagie... Darling! He's going out. No! Damn this foot! Damn this flaming foot! And now we were gathering together at the station on Christmas Eve. And I would have given anything to be an hundred miles away... Hoagie was supposed to be turning on the Christmas lights at six o'clock, but he hadn't come home for two days. And when I got home one evening, his medals were gone. Hello, Sergeant. Blimey, I hate kids. Happy bleeding Christmas, dear. Leave it, Mrs G. All right, dear, understood. Happy Christmas, sir. Twitten. Oh, come on, sir. It's the season of goodwill. I said I was sorry. What's going on here exactly, then? I upset Sergeant Brunswick with my thoughtless intellectual curiosity, I'm afraid. Oh, how many more times, Twitten, you did not upset me? But I did. I did. Look, you're upset now. I am not upset now. Yes, you are. I'm not. I've changed the subject, if I were you, dear. He just prefers to bury things, don't you, dear? I do not prefer to bury things. Oh, here comes the inspector. Oh, no. How long was he in the cells? One hour and 47 minutes. Oh, there was a lot of paperwork. It turned out he didn't have a licence to impersonate Father Christmas. Oh, sir. I'll never forget looking up just as the door opened. And there was the inspector, looking like thunder, of course. Morning, Brunswick. Arrested any superior officers today, or did you suddenly remember who you were? And there with him was my darling Hoagie. He was carrying this pile of presents, and he was limping. Merry Christmas, everyone. And there was this brave smile on his handsome face, but I could tell he was so unhappy. Listen, I... I know I'm a bit of an intruder here. <laughs> Damn this calf. I need to sit down. Yeah. <sighs> there, I'll start again. As I say, I know I'm a bit of an intruder here, but I have something important to say. The woman you know as Mrs Groins, my very own darling Palmyra, even she doesn't know what I'm about to say. It concerns the person who stole the diamond bracelet the other night from Hannington's. Do you know who it was, sir? He does. You should have said something. I guessed this, actually. It was me. What? what? You? Oh, I'm such a fool. Oh, I can't even look at you, Palmyra. Oh. I thought I needed to prove something, you see. 
I thought that if I perpetrated a crime and gave my beautiful wife a valuable stolen bracelet for Christmas, I would put an end to a certain a certain awkwardness that has, I now realise, fallen like a shadow between us, despite all our efforts to ignore it. What on earth is he talking about? What shadow? But, oh, my darling, my darling, I couldn't go through with it. I broke into the shop at night. I can't believe this, sir. I cracked the safe. I had the bracelet in my pocket, and I was heading for the exit. And then I was passing through Santa's Grotto, the place where children dream so innocently of Christmas. <laughs> well, you're wrong there. And oh, I'm so sorry, Palmyra. I couldn't go through with it. I just could not be a thief. I left the bracelet tucked into the wrapping of one of the children's presents, where I was sure someone would see it the next day. And I ran away in shame. Why is he apologising? Brunswick arrests Captain Hoagland. I suppose when the inspector rearranged the parcels, the bracelet slipped into the wrappings because he didn't notice it. You're not blaming me, Hoagland. No, 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 no. no. I, I was never able to retrieve the bracelet, unfortunately. Or not without letting you all know what I'd done. Oh. You do know I spent one hour and 47 minutes at a police cell because of you. Mm. But before I'm taken down, as I think the expression is, yeah. tell me, Palmyra, can you forgive me for failing you so badly? Well, uh, give me a minute, dear. I, I, I've got to take this in. You tried to do a job. I felt I was losing you. Oh. I tried to make things better, but I'm afraid I made them much worse. It was unbearable having such a secret from you, especially such a shameful one. <clears throat> I am going to have to arrest you, Captain Hoagland. Oh, oh, sir, it's Christmas Eve. Yes, but he... Oh, I don't know. Inspector? Uh, we might as well hear what he's got to say. Oh. I just have a gift for my wife. Oh. Even if I don't deserve you, my dear. But I want you to have this, dearest, with all my love. No. Stop. Stop, dear. I want you to see your present first. Constable, can you help me? Of course. I want you to do this at home, really, dear. Not in front of everyone. What is it? Open it. I helped with it, sir. I think you'll be jolly pleased. Oh, Palmyra! A display case! It's even carved with the Brighton coat of arms. Is it? Here, look here. Well, anyway, it's for your bleeding medals, dear. Uh, I mean, for your medals, dear. Isn't that lovely? I said he'd be pleased, didn't I? A display case! But it's only half the present. The other half is this letter, which I'm handing over to the constable here for safekeeping. What? What's this? It's a signed confession, dear. Oh, what? No, no, you can't. Confession? Confession to what? I've done it. I've done it, dear. It's over. Oh, gosh, it's heavy. 37 pages. I did it when you... When you weren't at home, dear. When you weren't at home with me. Oh, Palmyra. But why? Why have you done this? What's going on, Brunswick? Oh, I don't know, sir. <laughs> but, it, but it's very moving, sir. <laughs> I feel I've walked in on something out of a film. A film I didn't see the beginning of. I know you're right, dear. We're no good together. Oh. I just wanted you to know that I adored you. I absolutely adored you. Medals and all. <laughs> Bleeded medals and all. Oh. Palmyra, I think you have to see what I've got for you. No, no, this is intolerable. It's nearly half past four. Oh, where is it? Damned his thumb! Oh, here, it's, it's quite heavy. Oh, you're telling me, dear. What is it? 
Unwrap it, Mrs. G. Yes, unwrap uh, it. Oh, good grief, come on. Uh, uh, I, I don't understand. It, it looks like... It, it's a jemmy, dear. What? A metal jemmy. It is. <laughs> I had it made for you, Palmera, for Christmas. I got some... some things melted down. I didn't know you were getting me this lovely cabinet. I didn't know about your big decision either. What a stupid, stupid, empty gesture. Oh, my God, his medal. Oh, oh no. His medal. You smelted them down. What? Did you? Not the Vera Lynn one. Oh, that was the first one to go, actually. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry about the cabinet. Is it from the museum? It is, yes. Ha, ha. Melting down his medals. Do you have any scissors, Mrs. G? Oh, yes, dear. Why? Oh, nothing. Uh, quite funny, really, Twitten. <laughs> he melted down his medals and she got him a case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awful. And I could have killed Twitten, I could really. Hoagie and I were both in bits. We'd each made this big sacrifice for the other and where were we? Back at square one could hardly look at each other. When the sergeant borrowed my scissors and went out, we didn't even take any notice. And then I remembered the time. Oh, you've got to switch on those Christmas lights in a minute, dear. No, oh, I can't do that. How can I do that now? You're still a hero, sir. I don't want to switch on those lights. Well, don't ask me to do it. Would you do it, Inspector? Oh, all right. But look, I need to say this. I don't understand and I don't really care what's going on between you two. Fair enough, dear. Uh, but what on earth has got into Brunswick? I'm afraid I suggested he face the truth about something, sir. About a boy called Arthur Golightly from his past, sir. Oh. I never thought I'd say this, but I really wish there was more crime going on in this town. Golightly was expelled from their boys' home on Christmas Day for something that the sergeant had done. As a consequence, the sergeant has always hated Christmas. So, I tracked down Golightly's relatives, sir. I thought that if I could report back to the sergeant that Arthur always knew who the true culprit was and he'd gone on to be successful and upright with no sense of grievance whatsoever, it would really help the sergeant. Sir. And what did you find? Golightly was a bitter and violent man who spent two-thirds of his life in prison and his dying words were... I blame Jim Brunswick for everything. You haven't told the sergeant this? Not yet. No, I, I thought he seemed a bit down. So on Christmas Eve, when everyone else was gathering in Castle Square to see the light switched on, the constable and I had to find the poor sergeant. Hoagland, you come with me. I'd rather look for the sergeant with the others. No, you go with him, dear. It's all right. Look, it might help, but when I spent those two nights away, I slept in the pavilion gardens. Oh. So what? Well, I was aware of someone moving about in the pavilion itself. He was carrying a candle and moaning. I think I heard him saying something like, Buttons? I don't deserve these buttons. But of course, I didn't think anything of it at the time. So we headed for the pavilion. Mrs G! Come on! Why do you think he asked for those scissors? And the others made it to the ceremony in Castle Square. If you're wondering why the lights were switched on on Christmas Eve instead of earlier in the month, by the way, it's because it gave Brighton's notorious criminal element less time to nick them. Thank you, thank you. I can't believe it is Christmas once more. Come on, come on. You don't think he means himself any harm, Mrs G? Oh, why couldn't you leave well alone? Look at all the pain you brought about, dear. Look, to be fair about this, he did steal the pie, you know. He is responsible for another person's terrible life. And he was unhappy before I waked anything up. But he wasn't. That's the point, dear. Yes, he was, deep down. No, he wasn't. He was, but he didn't know it. What's that? In there, Mrs G. There's a glow under that door. Oh, 
Perhaps there's a fire. It's a shame this window won't open. You'll allow me, dear. Really, it won't open. If only we had a jemmy. I have dear. Sergeant Brunswick? Sergeant Brunswick, come out of there at once with your scissors in the air. We found him in the old music room. All empty and dusty, of course. He'd made a fire in the fireplace and he'd found some bellows from somewhere. And he was using his helmet as a sort of crucible. He'd cut off all his buttons and was melting them down. Oh, Sergeant Brunswick, sir, what are you doing? Go away! This has nothing to do with anyone else. Oh, buttons. Buttons for Arthur. Oh, do be careful, dear. Look, the constable has something to tell you. Go on, go on, dear. What is it? I found out what happened to Arthur Golightly, sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm afraid the thing is... Oh, no. Well, look, there's no use dressing this up, I'm afraid. What he said was that... He said he forgave you long ago, dear. What? What? He had a fantastic life, um, dear. Oh. That's what the constable found out. Really? Being chucked out of that boy's home was the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, do be careful with that fire, dear. He forgave me? Twitten, is that true? Um, well... Oh, oh golly. That's what you just told me, dear, wasn't it? Yes, yes, that's true, that's true. So there's no need at all for this penance of yours. Oh, I can't believe it. Careful, dear, it's toppling. Oh, oh, I'll flame it! Stop it! Help! 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 This beautiful Christmas Eve to be here in Castle Square and switch on the lights. Inspector, there's a fire in the pavilion. Palmyra! Palmyra, I'm coming! If there's one way to overcome a Christmas Eve awkwardness with your beloved hubby, it's to be saved by him single-handed from a fire in a world-renowned Regency folly started by a depressed policeman. I mean, a well-aimed bucket of sand was actually all it took. Stand back, everyone! But A, you have to know where to look for the bucket of sand, and B, you have to know how to aim it. (sighs) Hoagie, I knew it would be you. It will always be me, I'm afraid, my darling. It will always be me. What's he done now? Oh, damn. Hoagie and I invited the others to spend Christmas Day at our house. In a nice reversal of the previous few days, we were all incredibly happy. Except for Constable Twitten. Sergeant Brunswick was like a new man. I had this thing about Christmas, you see, and now I don't. (laughs) Well done, Twitten. (laughs) Meanwhile, the inspector was ever so pleased to find that my sainted hubby had feet of clay. I suppose our hero will have to have a criminal record. What a shame. And as for me and Hoagie, it was so lovely. How we laughed about those gifts we'd given each other. (laughs) I just wanted you to know how much I loved you. So did I, dear. So did I. You're still my hero, even without your medals. And you're still my darling criminal mastermind. (laughs) Who else would have saved the sergeant's feelings as you did? Oh, now, talking of crime, dear. Yes? When the Queen's speech is on... Yes? I might pop out, dear. Really? Not a... Well, just a small one. Aren't you worried that Constable Twitten will use your written confession against you? Nah. Why? I nicked it back, dear. Oh, I love you very much, Palmyra. Oh, and I love you, dear. Oh, she's on, and I'm off. <laughs> Happy 
Christmas. In The Christmas of Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Mrs. Groins, Samantha Spiro, Sergeant Brunswick, John Ram, Constable Twitten, Matt Green, Captain Hoagland, Robert Bathurst, and Gloria's mum, Janet Ellis. Music was by Anthony May. The producer was Karen Rose. The Christmas of Inspector Steen is a sweet talk production for BBC Radio 4.